Hey, Lighthouse family, it's Matt with the tech team. I hope this message speaks. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give a shout to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Hallelujah. We're going to get into the word in a moment. And uh, good to have you here this morning. It is not by chance that you are here. The Lord desires for us to be in the house, in his house. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to pray, and we're going to dive right into the Word quickly. I just thank, how many of you enjoyed the worship this morning? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. His name, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus, every name. There is, there is none like His. His name is above all names. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, from the youngest to the oldest, from the strongest to the weakest, Lord, I pray that you would speak into our hearts, that there would be an empowering of each and every person here today by your Spirit. Lord, that those that don't know you or may be distant from you, Lord, that there would be a moving powerfully in their lives, and that they would move towards you. Lord, we commit ourselves in this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Children are dismissed. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Can we give another praise and glory and a shout to the Lord? Let's shout on to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we exalt your name. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. This morning, I want to continue the message that I, I was on two weeks ago, was not here last week, and uh, Julie and I had a, a wonderful time uh, meeting up with uh, Alicia and Brandon and their little girl, Ophelia, our granddaughter, and uh, it was good. We left uh, Sunday morning, and uh, it was like, wow, okay, a little bit of weather here, but... Uh, we didn't go too far, and it was totally gone. I say, thank you, Lord. Uh, we had a clear path all the way. I have never made such good time to Kingston. Never, never. And it was like, thank you, Lord. And I wasn't even really speeding too much. <laughs> Just going with the flow. I was going with the flow. I think I had my uh, cruise set at 120, which is too kilometers over, so I was doing 118, which uh, I had people passing me continually, but we made good time. The time was made through Toronto, eh? Like it's, to get through Toronto without delay, there was, we not once did we stop just right through. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you are so good. We had a great time, but it is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to, I want to just Rewind just a little bit. Today I want to talk about, uh, or a continuation of the, the, uh, the series, The Glorious Church. And if you've missed any of the messages in the last, well, since the beginning of January, they are part of a series, and this is part seven, go back and listen to them. Go back, go subscribe on YouTube, 
and uh, Lighthouse Niagara, and listen to the parts. They're all connected from one to the next as we go through Malachi. The last book in the Old Testament, written around 400 B.C., and the Lord was indicting. There's an indictment against the children of God. But there's so much that we can learn from that. There is so much wealth that we can take from that. I, I have had someone say, that's Old Testament. Well, let me tell you, New Testament. Oh, that, that was to the Galatians. That, that was just for the Galatians. Well, let, let me go to the Corinthians. Well, that was for the Corinthians. It's not, it's not for me. What? So let's just eliminate the whole Bible, right? The Lord doesn't speak. He's not the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, the Old Testament was pointing to Jesus Christ. All of it was pointing to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Today, the, the message as a continuation for what I didn't do last week, and I don't know if I'm going to finish today either, so uh, just bear with uh, the moving of the Lord to this morning. And the, the message is entitled, Those That Fear the Lord. Those That Fear the Lord. So from Malachi chapter 3, I, wanna, I just want to start by saying, watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Malachi 3.13, your words have been harsh against me. This is God Almighty speaking. He's speaking to the children of God. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord, you, yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance to do the things of the Lord? What profit is there? And that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? We've cried before you. We've mourned before you. Before the Lord of hosts. Is there any profit there? So now we call the proud blessed. Those that are full of pride, they're blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and they go free. We as believers, you say, well, that's Old Testament. Now, those, are, that, that was, those were the children of God. And I, wa I have to watch what comes out of my mouth so often. What comes out of my mouth. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the pro produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you speaking? Matthew 12 says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? This is the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, speaking. For out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaks. So it's coming from our heart, in our mind, and then the mouth speaks. 
A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Every word that we've spoken. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You've got to watch what's coming out of our mouth at this time. What are we speaking? What do we meditate upon? What's coming from our heart or in our heart? And what goes to our mind and what do we meditate upon? Then those who feared the Lord, back to Malachi chapter 3. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Those that fear the Lord and who meditate on his name, a book of remembrance was written before Almighty God and is being written even now. The things we meditate on and the things that we speak for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, Malachi 3.17, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Chapter 4. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch, no more life. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. It's an illustration of being boxed up, put in a stall over winter time, but it's springtime, and they go out. The calves, they go out, and they grow fat. They run, they leap, they rejoice. Ah, we're out of that stall. An illustration of the joy of the Lord in our strength. To you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. I'll probably be speaking on that next Sunday. Jesus summed it all up in just a few words. And he said to them all, Luke 9, 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? What profit is it? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. We would not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. That we would not be ashamed of his words. 
a book of remembrance. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. I'm speaking to you this morning. To fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 111.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 1.7. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you have a fear of the Lord, you are wise. We are wise when we fear the Lord. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Things start to make sense then. They begin to make sense. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and His children will have a place of refuge. Proverbs 14, 26. And the next verse says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The fear of the Lord, a fountain of life. You're lacking in life? Is life hard for you? Lord, let me fear you. Let me fear your name. Let me reverence your name. Let me lift you up. Let me exalt you. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. I humble myself before you. I listen to your word. I want to take in the instruction of your wisdom to me. Lord, speak your word. Let me adhere to your word. Let me do your word. Let me cling to you, Jesus. You are the word. Proverbs 16, 6, in the mercy and truth, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. That we would depart from evil, from iniquity, the tendency even to do things. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Proverbs 22.4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. The fear of the Lord. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate upon his name. That we would take time with others. Who do you spend time with? Who are you around? Who are you around that you speak to? What are they speaking and what are you speaking? What they're saying and you're taking it in, what are they speaking? What are you speaking when you're with others? that don't fear the Lord, I'll tell you right now, the more we may spend around those that don't fear the Lord, it's amazing what is taken into our, our being and our existence, into our, our mind and our, 
and the things that we speak. I had to share a dream one of these days. It was what I, because of what I was speaking and what I was grabbing a hold of, the last thing before I went to bed, so I'd been speaking things, not bad things. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to this music. Actually, I'm going to say it. So the last thing I listened to, now when I was growing up as a teenager, I can remember grade 9 and 10 and 11. High school was an amazing time. <laughs> I loved high school. And I'm not really a social individual by nature. I'm not. Man, I loved high school. I loved the sports. I didn't love the academics so much. I didn't study as much as I should have or could have. I think my most social year was grade 10. It was the year that I had the worst marks ever. But the band that was big back then, and these were songs that were coming out, we heard them for the first time, and it was like, this is amazing. I'll tell you, Satan, Lucifer, was the highest, one of the highest angels and was in charge of the worship to God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do you think music is so important to people today? It's because that is part of his nature, is music. And I'll tell you right now, it is everything but worshiping God. And the big band back then was the band Queen. So I remember when We Are the Champions came out for the first time and listening to that song and when we were playing basketball, grade 9 and 10 especially, that was the music that was being pumped out before as you're doing your warm-ups. We are the champions. A few weeks back, just before I went to bed, I decided, I just put in my earbuds, and I thought, I'm going to listen to the song of this man who has a voice like Freddie Mercury, the son of a pastor with an amazing voice. And so they had a competition a few years back. They had a competition because they wanted to resurrect the, the band. And, and so they're looking for somebody that sounded like the lead singer. And this guy won the competition. And just before I went to bed, I listened to two songs from this band. It was the last thing I did before I went to bed. I woke up at 3.20 a.m. Listen to me, those of you that listen to secular music. Listen to me, church. Oh, come on, Dave. Come on, it's okay. 
I'm talking about those that fear God and the things that they take in and the things that they put out. The things that their heart, where their heart is and is coming into their minds and filling their minds and they, maybe it's coming in, filling their minds and going to their heart. And so I wake up at 3.20 in the morning and the Lord is saying, that's enough. And I recognize that for the last three hours in my dream, the moment I fell asleep, there was a seducing spirit that had come and was plaguing me and battling me for the, la for the three hours. Listen to me. Say, ah, oh, I don't think so. I knew immediately. And I'll tell you, let me just describe this seductive for the men out there. Didn't come as a, a, as a hideous creature or demon. This thing that I was fight, fighting, a seducing spirit, demon, was like an angel, a human, physical woman that was beautiful. And I recognized the seduction of this woman. And I'd been battling for the last three hours. Listen to me. Listen to me. I was trying to take out the seduction. Thank God that I didn't give in to this seducing spirit. And I was doing whatever I could to battle the seducing spirit. Because a seducing spirit comes in with doctrines of demons. Seemed like every time I thought this woman, this woman is down because I was fighting physically as a man saying I should be able to take this woman like nothing. Every time I thought she was down we'd get back up and we'd come at me. I'll tell you right now that is exactly what's happening in the church today when you and I allow things to come into our life and say, that's okay, and I'm going to grab a hold of it, and I'm going to accept that of seduction and deception. And it becomes a part of our lives. Three hours, I knew I fought. And the first thing that I, in my spirit, I sensed the Lord saying, that is enough now. And I was awakened. I stayed awake for the rest of the night. There was battle that's going on. Listen, there was battle going on. At that time, there was battle going on. We, we need to watch what we're doing, what we're saying, and what's being spoken to us? Is it of the fear of the Lord? Eh. There's a lot of great sounding. I, I, I don't get too much in the words. I, I just, the words just, whatever. The music is what catches me. It's the music. The music catches me. Those that feared the Lord spoke to another. And the Lord listened and heard 
them. Is the Lord listening to you and hearing you? Or it's like, he's not, list he's not listening, he's not hearing me. Why? Because I don't fear the Lord. I have no fear of the Lord. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Have you ever gone horseback riding? Like you have a, an animal underneath you that weighs like three, four, five times your weight, and just a little bit of tug on one side, and the whole, whole mouth just goes right over, and the horse turns. Just a little tug. On this side, the head goes over and the horse turns. That's our tongue. Look also at ships. Hey, I know just one small rudder. I've been sailing for a large part of my life. Love sailing. I wish I could I had time to sail more. That's what I grew up. A little sailboat. First it was a canoe, then it was a little sailboat. Man, we had a lot of fun sailing. The rudder is so small. Just one little turn on the rudder bar, and the next thing you know, there's that ship is turning. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. I understand this. The winds and the sails and the rudder. Even so, the tongue is like a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. I gotta watch my tongue. I gotta watch what I'm saying. I gotta watch what I'm thinking about others, believer or unbeliever. I'll tell you, I get upset at times with people that are, are deliberately doing things that are not of God as a child of God. I wonder why do I have such issue and I get upset. Some of it is a matter of the, the flesh, the matter of the things of this world or the things of the enemy coming. I'll tell you, we need to watch we're putting into our mind that's seeping to our hearts and that's going back to our mind and is coming out of our mouth that may impact others that we, I would need to watch. Lord, let me not wrestle with flesh and blood. 
Now, I have no issue. It says, be angry and sin not. There's times I've been, I've been angry, righteous anger without sin, even in the things of thought. But I need to pray. I have to watch my thoughts when I'm angry that I don't allow it to come against a person attitude-wise. Lord, set this person free. Lord, reveal yourself to them. Lord, let there be a fear of God that comes over their life. No, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and our Father. With it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Those that feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. The things that we speak, what are we, what are we thinking? What are we allowing in what's in our heart does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening can a fig tree my brethren bear olives or a grapevine bear figs thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh we're a child of god it says so a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the lord wow lord let let there be a, a book of remembrance written about me. The one that feared the Lord. Lord, that I would fear you always. That I would reverence your name this morning. I thank God for the worship. It was all pointing to Jesus Christ. That we would remember and declare all the things that the Lord has done to praise Him. That we would recognize as we fear the Lord the things that we are thinking and saying and doing are written of us in the heavenlies. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows everything about you. Lord, let there be good things written about me. Listen, the only things that, that get rid of the things that are of the past say, oh my goodness, is that for real? The only thing that gets rid of those things is the blood of Jesus Christ. Is what Jesus Christ did for us. Oh Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of my, where I'm at right now. Lord, of me moving forward. Lord, that I would not be doing those things that are contrary to you. That I would fear you, Lord. I would reverence and honor you, Lord. Lord, I would begin to praise you in the darkness. I would begin to praise you in the battle. That I would praise you in the storm. That I would praise you in temptation. That I would praise you in the trial. That I would praise you even when facing death. That I would begin to praise you. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son and delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Or it is God who justifies? 
Who is he who condemns? Satan. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. There's an enemy coming against us that wants to destroy us. There are even those that would persecute us and would want to take us out. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yet, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Nothing. And they who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Hallelujah. That we would meditate upon his name. His name is above all names. We can turn things around. To turn things around. I want to read quickly from Malachi 1, verse 6 to 14. Very quickly. I just want to, I want to start with verse 11. This, this message I gave a few weeks back. Malachi 1, 11 says, For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, the moment you get up, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, that's us, and every place incense shall be offered to my, my name. There's a prayer that goes up, there's a praise that goes up to the Lord. In every place, there's, it's like a sweet fragrance to God Almighty as we praise the name of Jesus. As we lift up Je the Son of God, the Father, we lift up the name of his son, Jesus. His name is above all names. Let that praise go up. Let that incense be offered up to him daily. And a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Let his name be great in our existence, in our life. Hallelujah. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name. We're supposed to be kings and priests unto God. And there's a despising. Is there a despising of his name? You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you by saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. The table of the Lord is contemptible. What is that? And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor, one that's over you. Would he be pleased with you if you gave him a sick lamb? Here, eat this. Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us while this is being done by your hands. Will he accept you favor favorably, says the Lord of hosts? God, we need your help. We need your favor. We want your favor and your name and your offering that you made for us. The Lamb of God that was slain is contemptible. 
despised. Contemptible means it's useless. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross is useless. Having a fear of God or a form of godliness and denying the power of his name and what he did for us on the cross. Who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle the fire on my altar in vain? He's otherwise, in other words, the Lord is saying, just close the doors. There's no point in you going through the motions. Do not go through the motions. There's no point in it. This is what God is saying. Then the verse, to turn things around. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you profane it, in that you say, the table of the Lord is defiled, and its fruit, its food is contemptible, it's despised, it's worthless, it's useless. You also say, oh, what a weariness, and you sneer at it. I've had Christians sneer at the name of Jesus you say, oh, I've never done that. It's amazing. Jesus' name, is it above all names? Is his sacrifice above all sacrifices for you? So here's what we do. We're going through a hard time. That's all we talk about. Our suffering, our pain. It says, they overcame Satan, him, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives, even to the death, even in the facing death. His name. Is his name above all? So here's what I hear. I hear this. There's, I've been guilty of it myself. So I'm going through a hard time. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm professing. Man, this is awful. This is rough. This is terrible. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. That's all I, that's my testimony. I just, hey, you want to hear my testimony? My testimony is I'm in, in a lot of pain and in suffering, or I'm going through hardship financially. I'm not saying, I don't want to make light of your pain, and I don't want to make light of your suffering, but for goodness sake, don't you be confessing and making this your testimony. Where you have no fear of God, and you have no reverence for His name. They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb, the sacrifice, Jesus' name. So now I have changed. So I, you say, Pastor, you go through stuff. You better believe I go through stuff. I go through stuff, health stuff. I had somebody ask me, so what, what medications are you on? I'm on no medication. You say, Pastor, so what do you do? Jesus Christ and him crucified for me. When I wake up in the morning, I speak Jesus' name and his sacrifice over my life when I wake up in the morning. 
when I'm overwhelmed, Jesus Christ and him crucified over this situation. Jesus Christ and him crucified over my health. Jesus Christ and him crucified over and for my finances, for relationship, for whatever it may be that I'm going through. Addiction. Bondage. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are taking in. Let me just say this. One of the most insidious things is uh, sorcery. Sorcery. Say, what sorcery? I don't do sorcery. If you're on a, an addictive narcotic, is sorcery. The word sorcery is pharmakeia. We get pharmacy. I'm not talking about good medications. I'm talking about medications that are, you can't get off. I can't do without it. I can't do without this medication. I'm not talking about things that are, are good. There are good medications. But I am talking about things that you can't get off. Even if you tried to get off, I can't get off. And as soon as I get off of them, I go through all these withdrawals and whatever. Jesus, your name is above every bondage that I have. Every ailment I have, every addiction, every chain, everything that I, his name is above it and his finished work will set me free. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, some of you are, are being seduced. I'm not talking seduced spiritually. I'm talking about sexually. Especially men. The stuff that you're taking in. Married men. I'm not going to take this stuff in. I'm not going to meditate on these, these things. I'm going to meditate upon his name. His name is above all things. Hallelujah. It says in Malachi 1 verse 14, at the end of it it says, For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Can, have the, can the worship team come up? Are you guys flexible enough? Or no? I'm putting you on the spot. Just quickly. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness, your moderation, your stability be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Philippians 4, verse 4 and 5. That there would be a praise that would go up. Four, pray, four P's here. Praise, prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Praise, prayer. There's a peace that will come. There's the, necess the necessity to persist. Be persistent in your faith. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace, the grace of God, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. 
And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That we would have a persistence, that we would have persistence in our faith, that we would stand on our faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified in our lives. And whether we go through tribulation, whether we have to persevere through, there's a there's a growth that takes place of character and hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in the hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Let the power of the Holy Spirit begin to fill you as you declare Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we, can we stand together? The power of Jesus. The power of and the wisdom of God Almighty that flows by the Holy Spirit in your life. Listen to me. First Corinthians 2, verse 2. You hear me mention this oftentimes. As Paul writes, he says, I was determined you would know nothing else but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I didn't come to you with the eloqu eloquence of speech. I came in fear and trembling. I didn't want you to be caught up with the wisdom of man. I didn't want you to be caught up with the wisdom of man, but I wanted you to know the power of God. Let there be a, the power of God flowing he says, I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith would be in the power of God available to you through the cross, even just the message of the cross. The message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but it is the power of God to those that are being saved, not just were saved, but are being saved, that need salvation for whatever you're going through right now. Now, to be set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Jews request a sign, 1 Corinthians 1.22. And Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, whether you are, were religious or whether you were, you're an intellectual, got the latest information that's going on in this world, the latest wisdom. To those who are called, whether you're Jew or Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Lord, let your power flow over me. Listen, praise, prayer, persistence, power, praise, rapid in praise, whatever you're going through, I'm going to lift up Jesus' name. I'm going to exalt him. His name is above all names. Don't you be confessing all the things you're going through. When you're going through something, I confess Jesus' name above all names in this situation. His finished work, his 
finished work for me on the cross, his body broken, his blood shed for me, I'm going to start to confess that. I'll tell you right now, there are some of you who are saying, yeah, right. I'll tell you, I just finished reading. You sneer at my name and my sacrifice. Don't you be sneering at his name and his sacrifice for you. Pastor, it's, 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 too, it's too easy. It can't be that easy. Yeah, it's that easy. When the sun rises, I'm going to declare Jesus' name and what he did for us, for me on the cross. When the sun goes down, I'm going to be doing the same thing. And I'm not going to just declare it over me. I'm going to declare it over my, my spouse, my children, my family, my family, my relatives, my brothers and sisters in the church. I'm going to declare that over them. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing for you. I'm declaring his name and his finished work, the wisdom and power of God for you in your life, the blessing of the Lord that comes through his name that is above all names. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That you would receive all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Let it be in Jesus' name. Hey guys, it's Matt with the Tech Team. I hope the sermon blessed you today. Check out our other messages down below. Have a great day. God bless.